Hi, this is Jack Tester. Welcome to another episode edition of Leadership Lounge. I am in lovely South Dakota today in the center part of the state by Redfield, South Dakota, and I'm on a Legacy Foundation Pheasant Hunt. We do a little charity event here to raise money for the foundation. We have 24 members of Nexstar out here with me, and one of them is Marty Cullen. How are you doing, Marty? I'm doing absolutely fantastic, Jack. Thank you. Just uh, truth be told, we talked for about two minutes, and I had forgot to hit the record button. You know, on this, on this yeah, equipment. yeah. I used all my best material in that did. first two minutes, and now you do it. It's so, your fault if this thing doesn't work well. <laughs> Sorry, man. I couldn't <laughs> believe I did that. Anyway, um, so what I want you have an interesting story because you're you're kind of an atypical owner of, of a business, and I wanted you to tell your story. And you've had some interesting things that have occurred in your journey as an independent contractor. So let's. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about that and see what we can glean and learn from your experiences. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of a compliment when you tell me I'm an atypical owner because I think most of the time you're telling me just I'm an atypical person here. Well, you can read between <laughs> the lines. <on> that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, my journey, we go back to my, my corporate world. I worked for uh, a family business out in Boise, Idaho, Simplot Company. They moved me up Very there. Very small family. That's a yeah. big. That's a big ag company. It's a pretty good sized company. I think they do about uh, ten or twelve billion in revenue. Yeah. And and when I left there, I had a P and L statement in the division I was uh, running of about. Well, I never hit five hundred million. Four hundred ninety eight okay. when I tapped out. All right. And, and what did uh, you sell? Fertilizer and crop protection products. So we uh, we had eighty facilities across the um, the plains area. We called it in the yep. Midwest, and we sold farmers the product to keep their crops growing and did Got consulting it. with them Got on it. that. Got it. What and, was your uh, last role there? My last role, I, I don't even know what the title was at this point in time. I was uh, the director of sales and operations for that department. Um, and so I reported into the president of the company. Okay. And I pretty much traveled around those stores figuring out, well, no, I, I don't know that I figured out anything, but um, we, we were, it was a challenge, you know, ag world's very cyclical, ups yeah. and downs yeah, and, and all that. Yeah, And um, Kind of boom bust. On yeah. the road, 180 nights a year. Okay. And like I said uh, earlier when we were chatting, I turned into a pretty bad employee. I, I mean, they didn't fire me, but, but uh, for all intents and purposes, when you go to the president and you say, it's probably time, do you have a package? And six months later, he brings you a package. It's pretty good. Not having fun at work. Why is that? Um, you know, I was in a role that at that time was, I guess you'd call it political. And um, Why, for, Because you were reporting to the president and you had, was, had had peers around that were jockeying for position? What, at, what do you that, mean? at that point in, in my career, there was nothing about the customer. It was 100% about what's your next opportunity. And there was only one opportunity left, and that was his job when he left. And you're right. It was... Uh, it was jockeying for position. So it, I mean, to you, with your peers around with the my, country? With my peers. People not around are, the country. There's really, there was three of us at that point okay. in time. All right. So people and, wanting and, your job, you wanting that kind of stuff. Huh? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm kind of driven sometimes to get some stuff done. And, and that was an interesting business. They paid us for net income in my department, right? So uh-huh. that's where I got my bonus, which was worth most of my money. But we are fully vertically integrated. So that organization mined rock up in the mountains outside of uh, Idaho. They made nitrogen. We shipped stuff in. And so we sold it to my division, and I sold it to farmers, but they also sold it to all my competitors. And we all tried to hit each other uh, up for more sales. And, you know, well, they give you a growth figure of 10, 15%, and they say, go do it. So 
You do. Darn it, I'm going to go do it. And then you get a phone call and you say, come on in, we need to talk. You can't do that because you just took away business from one of our largest customers. And can't probably wasn't a good word for me in a couple of those situations. I just turned right back around and did it anyway. Okay. Huh? Okay. You so know? it's time for uh, you to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, they, they offered me an opportunity to leave. And um, it was, I'll, I'll never forget the day. It was a Friday afternoon, one o'clock. Uh, I knew I was meeting with um, HR, which is never a good idea, but I kind of knew what was coming. And um, I'd hired the HR lady. How's that for fun? You okay. Know? And went in downstairs and they offered me a package. I was loaded up, packed up, and out of there by one thirty. Really? Home with no plan what to do. No, no plan B at this point. You know, it's nice. You got a year's salary, and we'd done. We'd been fairly successful. Yeah. my wife and I. So, wasn't an emergency. But um, so, what did you decide to do? You, you, I know you didn't <sighs> have a plan that that Friday afternoon at one thirty. But, but what 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 did you decide for yourself? Well, that, you know, I'm a I'm a plant science major, and um, the ag world was my thing. So I decided that. I was either going to do an international stint with one of the other companies. There just weren't many six-figure jobs in Boise for an ag person. Yeah. And um, so I looked at that. But uh, my my wife, Shannon, kind of pretty much said, this is home. Boise's this is home. home. Boise's home. I don't want to go overseas. Yeah, Boise right. wasn't home when we went, got there, but it was home by that time. Yeah. And uh, so I started looking around and thought, I think I'll buy a business. So you decided to buy a company now. But not in the plumbing world, I can tell you that. So, so I actually was looking for landscape maintenance business. Got really lucky. Too long of a story for this, but hooked up with a couple guys trying to buy their business from from Uh the people that owned it. They wanted some cash flow coming in, and we thought uh, if we did the maintenance side along with they did design build, we could do that. And the guy that uh, was one of the guys trying to buy it knew a guy down in Florida who started a company called U.S. Lawns, um, yeah. $100 billion worth of mowing. And he called that guy, and that guy said I could come out and spend three days with him. So I jumped in a plane, flew out to Florida. To see, spent, understand this business before you got into the business. Money. Yeah, yeah, you know when a guy picks you up at the dock and takes you over to his private island, you kind of want to listen a little bit. Okay, he got your attention, huh? So I listened, and the only thing I heard from him really after three days was short-term renewable income stream. Okay. If it grows or it breaks, it's a business you want to be in. Don't, don't try and make home runs. And so I came back. That was, that was my idea. So in his case, he didn't want to do the, the design, build, do the mm-hmm. big subdivisions. It was most. So I, we tried to buy the business. We couldn't get the business bought. So I thought, what am I going to do? I'm running out of my year's severance package. Right. And I hired a, a business broker attorney and said, this is what I want. And I used those terms, short-term renewable income stream. And he brought me two or three things, took a run at a, a business a phone um, supplier, uh, business phones. And uh-huh. he did a lot of service work and couldn't get that one done. And one day he called up and he said, I got a plumbing business for you. And I'm going to tell you, my first word started with an F. Okay. And the the second one started with a U. There was no way in my mind was I going to get into a plumbing business. He said, well, time out. Time out. Talk to me here. This is a business that does mostly service uh, work, mm-hmm. and it's it's go in and go out. And I said, okay, well, I'll go, I'll go meet the owner. And that's that's kind of started it. I went and met the owner, and he, he told me what we want, what he wanted for it. And he knew what my first plan was is, 
He wanted a couple million, which is really stupid when you think about it. I've never been in the plumbing business, and I agreed to pay a couple million dollars for a business. Um, and I had nothing. I mean, I had, I had to mortgage my wife's house. <laughs> Borrowed three hundred grand from my dad. Really? And uh, I had not a penny to my name when I started open, when I took over that day. And, really? And, and it was purely a matter of I collected cash every day. I mean, this boy watched those pennies, every single one of them. But um, when we got going in that darn thing, I thought, well, I can make this, this work pretty quick. This guy spent $180,000 a year on a damn telephone book. Uh-huh. All I had to do was cut those telephone book ads out. and 180000 falls I, I, in your this pocket. This was cash flow. That's, yeah. that's how much I knew of the business. And about three weeks into it, I went, darn, I'm going to figure out how to pay that phone company <laughs> or that phone book company. So, what year was um, this, by the way? What year was this? 2008. Nothing right. like timing, baby. Right, right before and the recession. We agreed to the purchase in uh, January of 2008. I closed on April 8th of 2008, and I think April 9th it started going down. It, yeah. it was like it was a oh no moment going on really quickly. Yeah, you had a, the, a really terrible 12 months in front of you there from an economy side. Yeah, you yeah. know what? And the bad thing was I could kind of see it coming. I was I was in doing some consulting for him at that point in time. Yeah. And the phones weren't ringing quite the same, but by this point I was committed. You know, they yeah. say don't get emotionally attached, and I, I, I tell you that's really easy to say, but I was pretty well bought in at that point in time. And, right. Um, I would never go – never regret the deal, but there's days I thought, man, I could have just turned around and walked that first year Yeah. Um, when I saw that happening. So. Well, it's interesting. So you were, here you are, a, a, an accomplished corporate executive, I'm going to say. In the ag business, you know, you had a great career. I'm sure you you climbed that ladder pretty good, made a fair amount of money, um, got burnt out, got a little toasty, left, and now you're a plumbing company. And uh, tell us about how you ended up joining Nexstar. Well, so, you know, nothing like buying a business in April 2008. Uh-huh. And um, having having an opportunity to go, oh, darn, right off the get-go. And, and I'm dead serious. We mortgaged our house. I borrowed every penny I could on that to buy it. And so it was probably about uh, mid-May when I was thinking, I'm Mid- in trouble. Right? Mid-May of 2008. Yeah. It didn't take me too long to figure out. I haven't any idea you what to do. You were committed at this point. There was no, there was no getting out of it. You were you'd bankrupt the whole thing L- little you- off subject right your first question but i think the advantage i had over where a lot of people were was i was so committed i had to make decisions mm-hmm. they might not have been the smartest decisions every day but there wasn't time to think about oh that's my friend oh i'm going to do this i had to make decisions my, yep. i was so leveraged there was so um but anyway back to uh, the subject i knew our website was not very good uh-huh and so I started looking around, and I found a guy that did websites and talked to him. He said, yeah, he could help me out. And I said, well, send me over some pictures of some of the websites that you've done. And, and at that time, I had no idea what a website was, but I just didn't like ours. And he sent me over some uh, screenshots. And you know, I didn't necessarily care about these websites, but I found the names and numbers of these people that were on these. And I called a company down in Los Angeles, and I said, What's this guy like? Does he build some good websites? And and these guys, they said, well, tell me your story. And I said, well, I bought a business a few months ago. I don't know what I'm doing. Got to get some phone calls coming in. And, and one of those guys said, well, you know what? You need to join Nextar. Boy. And I said, well, what's that? And he said, well, it's this organization. 
that uh, is going to help you do a lot of things. But he said, you don't know anything. And you're in trouble, dude. And I said, yeah, I know I'm in trouble. I can run a business, but I don't know what to measure. And he goes, well, you don't even know how to fix anything. I said, yeah, you're right. Farm kid, I could probably get it done, but it wouldn't be the code. He said, you need the bulletin board. Remember the old bulletin yeah, board? Sure. He said, you could go there every morning and ask those guys what to do, and they'd all help you figure out what to do. And I said, well, that's not what I really need. I need to figure out what to measure. Anyway, uh, it was Dave Schulke. Sure. And, and so I called Lisa out of the blue. Lisa sells memberships for next time. Lisa yeah. was selling memberships, and, and it was at this point in time, we were probably late June. Yeah. I said, Lisa, can you tell me what to measure? And she's like, who are you? Yeah. And I, said, I kind of told her my story, and I, I said, can you tell me what to measure? She said, well, that's what we do. I said, good, I'm in. <laughs> Long and, sales cycle and she, here. And she laughed like that, too. I think yeah. I'm her quickest sale ever. Right. And she said, well, it doesn't work that way, Marty. You've got to go to Money Master, and you know, we're going to check you out, and we're going to do all this. Yeah. So when's went Money Master? She said, well, and, and I want to think it was the beginning of July, but at that time I was headed out on vacation, yeah. family cabin with my uh -huh. kids, which are really yeah. important. So I said, I don't have time. Send over your papers and your numbers. And I sent everything over, and she called back. And she said, yeah, we can, we can make it work. I, I don't know why she let it work, but I guess I was just barely on edge with numbers. How big was your business at this point? At that point, it was uh, $4.5 million. Okay. Unfortunately, a little more remodeled than what I knew when I bought oh. that thing. It was, you know, with so the economy going back. Pure service replacement. It was some other stuff, too. Yeah, I still don't know what some of that stuff was. But, yeah. Uh, but, um, so I joined. I'd never met a member of Nexstar. You just talked to one of the Shulkies down in, in Los Angeles? Actually, Lisa gave me the name of three three companies, and I talked to them. I really don't remember who those folks were. And uh, they told me a little bit about it. I said, really, all I wanted to know was what to measure. So when you buy train loads of fertilizer and you're betting on spring planting in North Dakota, and you've done that for 20 years, you kind of know early on whether you made a good decision or not uh -huh. and you can come up with a plan when when things don't work out the way you want I, I i was i had the measurements i was looking at things i just didn't understand and how, it was going to be like i was going to be broke before i realized i was in bad shape and and i wanted to know can you tell me day to day what i what i need to be looking at and when she said you guys could do that i said i'm in now i know it uh it sounds expensive to join Nexstar. I think at the time it was seven thousand and seven thousand um, initiation fee, and she's like, "Well, you don't even know what it costs." And and I said, "Well, it's a hell of a lot cheaper than the divorce is going to be if I lose my wife's house." <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> so I joined. I joined. So I joined. And let's let's just let's forward a little bit because I want to get to to some of your the recent stuff going on because uh, you know you you. We're four and a half million, but it was all wasn't all within the service replacement field. There was some remodeling. You had a recession that went on. Um, up to two years ago, what what where did you grow the business to? We uh, yeah, we dropped down to a low of three point two, and we ended. I think my highest has been nine two. Nine two. So you grew it from uh, so you went from basically two thousand eight the recession, shrinking the business to three point two, then growing it up to nine point two. Yep. And mm -hmm. for a non trade guy. Just coming out of the ag business with all, with everything on the line, and you grew a very profitable business, right? There, you even told me once there was never a month where you didn't make money up well, for a while. There was never a month until this year that I um, I have always, every month, made money. Always positive cash, cash flow, flow positive every single month. Paying off the people you borrowed money from. Yeah. You know, yeah. 
All um, that was going and, good. And unfortunately, in a really good spot right now um, from a financial perspective. Um, but yeah, so watching, let's, watching let's, the details. That's awesome, man. So you learned what to measure. You got, and I got to tell you, you jumped right in, Marty. Like when you joined Nextar, all of a sudden Marty Collins there, and you're asking questions. You're not sitting in the back of the class. You're making friends. You're talking to, to us. You're getting engaged. You're bringing your people in. I mean, you, you are not, uh, hey, let me slowly ease into this. The, you did a backflip into Nextar. Hey, when, right. when your wall, back's up against the wall, you got you got two options. You can throw in the towel or you can go all in. Yeah, you were all in, and, right? And, and you grew and you did great, right? Yeah. You did, and, and, been uh, lucky. and you met enough people, and then you were asked to join the Nexstar board, and you did that shortly thereafter, and you've been a great board member of Nexstar. But what's happened is that you shared that, that things got a little tougher in the last, what, 18 months? Yeah, last couple of years have, uh, have not been nearly as fun. What happened? You know, it, now let me let me put this in context, Marty. You were cash flow positive through the Great Recession, you know, and I will say that the business environment nationwide in the last twelve months is as good as I've seen. Yeah. You know, the median next to our member is growing almost twenty percent. Net profitability is increasing. Now I'm setting all this up for context because you guys haven't had the same success recently, right? Yeah. So what happened, Marty? Well, I'd love to blame it on you, but, um, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I hope I didn't make it feel bad by saying all that. No, no, it's, it's very true. It's very true. Uh, at the end of the day, I took my eye off the ball. I kind of lost my focus on what was going on. And Did you get too confident? Did you get bored? Bored, you know. You've seen me. I, 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 I know you're a, yeah. Um, things were going pretty good. I think, you know, we were... We were running 17, 18% net, um, growing 25, 30% a year. And I, I had some good managers. And I was kind of having more fun than I should, not, not keeping my eye on everything and not um, watching over every little detail. And not that I needed to, to overmanage, but then I got lax, so kind of everybody else got lax along with me. And um, oh, that's fascinating. We, we talk about. That's awesome, the, by the way. The Thank recession, you, for you know, when you have no money, and I'm dead serious. Like, when I say I mortgaged the house, I'm totally dead serious. It. And so now all of a sudden I've got, you know, a million and a half dollars in checking accounts for the business and pulling out quite a bit of money in the business. You know, a little uh, large, man. Yeah, having fun. Like, like this is easy. This is, um, and I know what the heck I'm doing. And it wasn't like I was, I'm thinking like, cocky i know what the heck i'm doing it was just we'll just enjoy this so but so this is interesting so um and i remember did when things started to slide a little bit did you were you slow to react did you just think well this is going to come back this is not this is just one of those little don't overreact what happened yeah yeah, slow to react, probably still. Because you are not a slow to react guy. I mean, you are a action guy, and and I have a team of of some action people. And maybe maybe we, maybe it's not slow to react. Um, I, I think maybe if we looked at it this way, if you were to take medicine, you know, doctor, you had a something going wrong, and you went to the doctor, and he gave you some some medication. And you came back three days later, uh, it wasn't working, and they said, you've had a, a reaction to the medicine. That's not nearly as good as responding to the medicine. And so, so Marty probably reacts 
not necessarily responds with enough thought sometimes. Okay. And so by not having my eye on the ball and not helping the team of managers, um, not right. being super clear with, with where we're going and how we're getting there yeah. and, and just letting things happen, I would come back in. I mean, it's not like I came back in. I was there all the time, but I just wouldn't watch stuff. I was like letting it happen, letting it happen, and then I would react. And when I reacted, other people reacted, and, and my ops manager, general manager, somewhat same personality as I am, and so we could make things happen, but it was at the, at the expense of people sometimes and at Got the it. expense of, of team and so you know, it's more of a, so when you say react is more of an erupt, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, I don't think most people would say I'm like you know screaming, yelling, eruption. But I, I'm going to come in and and when I see something and I think something has to happen, as you well know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make something happen. Mm-hmm. And those were short term decisions that that are now costing us kind of long term. Lost okay. some really good people. All right. Right. Um, they're working for competitors, doing a really good job. I did a hell of a job training some folks to to uh, to compete oh. out there. You know, the other thing we did, and and where I lost my my focus is, you know, had a company. I bought a company for a couple million dollars with a name, uh, A One Plumbing, and the biggest competition in town was A One Heating. And when I added heating and air, everything was really cool. But when I grew that up to four and a half, five million dollars, they didn't like me quite so much. And so we changed our name. Changed our brand. Perfect. And this, right? yeah, yeah. You just lose a lot of focus. It's so um, went from A one to perfect. Yeah, and so the next thing I know, I'm more worried about what color my new logo is going to be and how my van wraps are going to be instead of conversion rate, you know, average oh. ticket, some oh. of those things. Yeah. And so then when it doesn't show up, you know, you this year, this year alone, my average plumbing ticket's down two hundred dollars from loss. Of focus on you know looking at a finding an observation and helping people come up with four and five options because we're worried about what happened to our pay per click with our new company name and, and you, you take seven thousand plumbing calls at a couple Times hundred bucks dollars that that's that's a lot of gazintas yeah and yeah. and you know the uh, the expense cups full because right. I've paid all those bills already you know I'm I'm a little better than break even but I'm in that two and a half three percent range this year. Well, another seven, eight hundred thousand dollars on the bottom line on a nine million dollar business would put me back up there. Yeah. So well, that's fascinating. I didn't know that. That yeah. that's what you. So let's do this. So yeah, and I know you're you're doing better, right? You've yeah. Kind of you kind of yeah. through the other side of it. Um, you go back eighteen months today. What do you tell Marty to do different? Listen to his business coach. Okay. Um, uh, and when I say that. <clears throat> Put together the plan and and keep the focus on the things that are important. Keep the focus on what it is you're trying to accomplish as an organization. I, I'm a I can be a shiny object guy, you know. I can be let's try this, let's try that, let's go in here and and the reality is is yeah, I get bored easy and so when I get bored and I change something just for the sake of changing it and cause fifty other people to lose their focus, it, it, yeah, it, it, it's a lose lose. So I need the right people around me. And, and since then, I should have hired someone different sooner. I, I want to say the person that I had in there, she's awesome in, in as my ops manager. But but the reality is she and I were an awful lot alike. OK. Um, and yeah. I let her down. Um, yeah. You need some more balance there. Yeah. So she's on my team. A, she's a, a great woman, by the way. A dearly lover. Yeah. 
and um, she's she's helping us do a lot of things. But we yeah. we brought in a different person, so more so more of a team of three versus two of us that are an awful lot alike in how we do. We might have a different answer to a problem, but both of us were going to get something done. We'd have done that, and then. I've got to be clear with the message. Where are we going? And so, you know, my passion right now is is not about money. And I think that's that's where it was when I started. So I had something focused on, like, I got to figure out how to pay back my debt and have some money so mm-hmm. I can pay for my kids to go to college. And I had a clear vision. It might not have been a long-term one, but I knew I, what I needed to do every day. Yeah. And then once that happened, it's like, now what? So maybe it's the vision, you know, rightly so. I mean, you had to, you had to create cash for yourself. But maybe having a vision that's that's more expansive to others—is that what you're saying? Yeah, you know, I think part of that's a little age with me, and I'm, I'm I feel like it's time to give back and do a few things. But um, I'm actually enjoying it. So you know, I know everybody's heard it, but but our mission in that business now is let's raise the bar in the service trades mm-hmm. in in our market. And um, I fell into the trap of well, we're probably better than most, okay. which was a bad trap to be into okay because today i'm looking at it as i I want the lexus dealership and i want the mercedes dealership to be looking at at us as to what's the best for customer service and the best for dealing with their people and helping their people and i've gotten away from some of i got it some of that stuff so i hear is that there was what i'm hearing a variety of things here if you go back to talk to marty one is focus on quality with your customers focus on being extraordinary focus on the craft and being great at it Every yep. day, not being not and not being just good enough. Good enough was or better was, than the. Uh, we've all heard it. Good right. enough, the what the enemy of great. I'm proof. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, <laughs> and then you then you there was there's some core KPIs that you focus on in the business: conversion rate, average sale, things like that. That you kind of got your eye away from as you're worried about sh- what shade of purple should my truck wrap be, uh, the new brand. We still argue about that some days. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no you question gotta get about past it. that one. Yeah, right. But there's some. You took your eye off some of that stuff, right? And then it, what it sounds like too is that that there wasn't this effort on on building a cohesive management team. You know that you had kind of a a a, a good person in yourself, but it wasn't really a team. It sounded like you were two people. It's kind of aiming. Yeah. Not even aiming, shooting, and then aiming and. Just banging around the business. There's right? no question. I think most people that know me have heard. I shoot first, aim later. Yeah, I, I'm a guy that I know I got a lot of extra bullets in my pocket, yeah. and I'll, I'll find one to shoot, and I'll figure it out. But that's not necessarily repeatable. Yeah. Nor is that the way that everybody else likes to to work. And um, so I've had to learn that. What is what would what give me today now? Because you've you've you know when the business was going good, you were you know, maybe doing a little few more trips and maybe weren't, maybe you could rationalize, I shouldn't be in the business early because I'll just get in the way and all this stuff that I've heard a hundred yeah, times. That's never been my game. I, okay. I don't have any, yeah, I, mean, I like to work. Okay. I just was working on the wrong stuff. Okay. All right. So what do you do? What's a Dana like for Marty today? Well, you know, when you. Not, not pheasant hunting. Yeah, not yeah. pheasant hunting most days. And you're a great shot, by the way. You're, you're, you're good. <laughs> you get lucky once in a no, while. you're good, um, man. You know, it's, hunting's an awful lot like the business, though, when we're out there pheasant hunting, and there's six, seven of those roosters get up. Yeah. Kind of lose my focus on which one to shoot at sometimes, and they all keep flying. And when there's only one that gets up. Wow. Uh, I seem to hit them, right? Hunting I, analogy. It, warning. It, uh, That's awesome. It, it, it is. I know what you're um, talking about. You flock shoot and miss everything. 
Yeah. Well, I've done a lot of a lot of weird things out there trying to shoot those birds. Yeah. So they just keep flying. Um, <laughs> so what, what, what would we talk? The day in life. That's day in life. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, when you when you do a lot of self inflicted damage to your business, your life changes a lot. Right now, I'm I'm actually in between six six thirty every morning, and um, working with the install crews to get them out and lined up and get them going because we ran off our install manager, and then I have to um, now, to to jump in and help with service. Because we didn't have a service manager on the HVAC side. So you lost your whole management team. Yeah, you know what? You, you did. You laugh. I did. We did. I, I'm going to say we. We did this together, a couple of us. But um, we did some work with Patrick Lencioni's group um, two years ago. Yeah, table group, yeah. Table group. Uh-huh. We had uh, Great two, author. Yeah. And, and a great, great, great session. He was, um, in fact, there's the Leadership Lounge with Pat yeah, Lencioni. Yeah. Listen to it. He's awesome. And he, he and. And we learned a lot. Yeah. I don't know that we did anything, but we learned a lot. And the the team that was there, there were seven of us in that meeting. I think it might have been six, seven of us for two and a half days, worked together, yeah. put together a plan. A year later, two of us. Now, okay, one, I might be able to rationalize that, that you lost. Yeah. Two, I'm starting to push the limit, you know, on on why it's their fault and not my fault. There's a point where even I can't come up with why it's someone else's fault, Jack. You know, that's so awesome. And, and so, you know, we just... Because, you know, Marty, the, the, the great thing that I'm picking up from this, can I, I'm going to jump in and, yeah. and editorialize for a minute, is that, you know, the, the biggest uh, disappointment, if you want, is when somebody is facing some challenges and they look out the window to find the reasons why. It's the economy, it's the politicians it's my employees it's the bad competitors it's it's the whatever they always looking for excuses and uh it is so brave and and i think good to look at the mirror when things are bad and say yeah there's probably some headwinds i was facing yeah there probably wasn't a bad employee or two that i just no one could have fixed even pat lynchoni couldn't have fixed right i get that right but you know, there's there's a common denominator in all your success and in all your failures, Marty, and it's you. It'd be me. It's you, that right? It'd be me. Hey, I was the one involved with hiring him. So even yeah. if I wanted to blame every person out there, right? It 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 really does it comes back, and it's it's on on each of our shoulders as individuals and as leaders in our businesses. Uh, and it's hard to move forward until you can you sit back and spend a little time and say, you know what. I got to own this. Yeah. I got to own this. And until I did, and I'm going to tell you, I probably have way more than one time blamed it on something. Yeah. Oh, uh, we all have. Over the last few years. Right. Fortunately, I got a great, great group of peers that have helped me through some of this, yeah. too. Well, congratulations. Yeah. And you helped a lot of other people, Marty. You've done a great yeah. job on the Next Star board. And, and uh, you know, you're always visiting people, and people come to see you. And, and, I think it's you're a great story that you can come. You don't. So many people think you have to come from the trade to, to run a trade business, and and you didn't. You couldn't have been further away from the trade selling fertilizer, right? Yeah. In the world, yeah. you know. And and you and you've you've overpaid for a business. I don't know about that. You know, you you think about you've it. told me that. Yeah. You know, but it doesn't matter, right? You made it work, yeah. right? Yeah. It doesn't matter, right? You you figured this thing out, and and uh, at least to me, Marty, it feels that. That because you started this business knowing nothing, and you had to make it work, that that must give you confidence that you can work through the challenges that come later. 
you know, I've had a life of, of those ups and downs. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, I mean, just listen to my problems here, the things I'm talking about. Yeah, maybe I'll take a little, little credit for creating those problems. But everything I've talked about at the end of the day is a first-world problem here. It right? is, too. It is, too. I, on my worst day. I'm living a pretty darn good life. So what I'm going to tell you is I know I'm going to figure out how to come out the other side. And and I don't have to lose a lot of sleep over where am I going to find another meal or right. how am I going to get by tomorrow. So even on those days, I just want to, I, I just want to be done or I'm irritated. Mm-hmm. Uh, something set me off. It's my own fault. Uh, it's the way I tend to react to things. And if you, if I spend a little time and think about it, it's like, I got tomorrow. I can come back. I'm, I'm living here in the U S I've got, you know, great family. I've got Boise. I'll figure it out. Yeah. And, and we're figuring it out. You know, at the end of the day, we're going to end up having a pretty good year this year. Um, yeah, a whole nother podcast, but we had some really interesting challenges in July and August this year, right there in my heating season that I wouldn't ever wish on anybody. And, well, we're pulling it out. We're, yeah. we're making progress. We had a good October. We're going to have a really good November. And now it's just a matter of making December fly. That's awesome, man. So you, this is what, I, what I'm gearing you is, it, it, despite it all, you know, you've had some challenges, but you're really grateful for what you have anyway. Oh. You start with a, a point of gratitude that the, the challenges you have, you know, are it, because they are things that, that we caused, you caused, we can then fix them too right yeah we did have we had that discussion didn't we yeah it's 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 a lot easier once you come to grips with this is a problem that i've caused and i'm not at the mercy of everybody else or circumstances allows a person to be able to sit down and say okay well i caused it now now let me just figure out how to fix it right right it's a much better problem than well your problems the economy you can't fix right right? blame the economy or blame uh, I can't find good help or whatever the... Oh, I've used them all. Oh, yeah. I've used we them all. We all have. We all have. Probably used a couple this week while we've been wandering around to why I don't have something. I haven't uh, this week, but I know what you're uh, saying, though. Yeah. So that's that's great counsel. So, Marty, I want to thank you for... You know, I asked you to do this podcast and because I knew your story, knew your journey, and, uh, you know, there's... And I wanted you to share what, what you've experienced along the way, and especially this last year and a half here, because it, I think it's... Uh, there's some people listening to this this is going to, I think, really resonate with. Well, you know, the real killer when you think about it is like you started with been a pretty good time in the last year and a half, oh, right? it's been fantastic. And, yeah. and so when you think about how you can mess something up in the last year and a half, and I get to compare myself to some of the other folks, and I'm hearing the stories here about yeah. who's doing what and how they're doing that. And, and until I came to grips with, I just got to worry about me and fix this thing. That yeah. was probably another one of those challenges, you know. Um, but... Yeah. What's that? Life's comparison? Good. What's that? You're comparing yourself to others. Yeah, and you know, I'm pretty angry. competitive. You've heard me oh, say that gosh, pretty, do I know pretty this? good to where I get yeah. myself in trouble. Like, like Jack, I won't even play a board game unless I can figure out how to get ahead in that thing, right? Right. Because why take a chance? Yeah. I want to I want to have a step up. <laughs> oh, would be the problem of losing a board game. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, it sounds <laughs> stupid, but I... <laughs> that's okay. That's, that's awesome. That's me. But, uh, but... But I'm blessed, blessed to be uh, in a in a world where I got a lot of people helping me figure out how to win. You do and, well. You've uh, earned that. You've made a lot of good friends here, and a lot, a lot of people want to want to want to help you out. And you're doing great. Yeah. So, well, thank you, Marty. I appreciate your time. We've got to get out in the field and chase some pheasants around South Dakota today. But I'm glad we were able to do this. And and thank you again for for 
pulling away from the coffee and the conversation over in the lodge and coming in here and having a conversation. So thank you. Well, I appreciate it. And, and even though it's not politically correct, I, I want to do more than chase those pheasants around that field today. <laughs> you want you to know? shoot more than anyone I, else. I'd like to shoot do. one. I know you or do. Or two or, yeah. And we will. We will. Well, thank you, Marty. And thank you all for listening to this very special episode here of Leadership Lounge. This is Jack Tester with Marty Cullen on the High Plains of South Dakota. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much. 